Okay, I want to start with a question. Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to read, I'm going to read this scripture that, that came to me. Okay? Um, and I'll be honest, I had to look up where it was. The scripture came to me. You know what I mean? Like, you quote it, but you don't know where it's at. I'm the pastor, and that's terrible. But that's the truth. I don't know this whole thing backwards and forward. But it's in Jude chapter 1. There's only one chapter in Jude. Okay. Verse 20. So turn to the book of Jude real quick. This is the only scripture we're going to look at tonight. There, other ones might come out. Did somebody just whistle at me? <laughs> How are you doing? Anyway. Jude chapter 1. Verse 20. How would you say that? Jude 20. Verse 20. You can't say 20 because then you feel like you've got to turn to chapter 20. All right. So... Um, I'm just going to read verse 20. It says, But you, beloved, but you, obviously this is following something that is uh, in context of a whole thing that's going on in the book of Jude. We actually went through the book of Jude not too long ago. But I'm going to isolate this verse. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of of God, waiting anxious, anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. Now, during worship, uh, I had a picture, and I'll, I'll share that picture with me, uh, with you. Um, but it's something that I, that happened actually today. But before I do that, I want to ask you a question. It says, "Building yourself up in the most holy faith." How many of you feel like? And I would say most of us here tonight, because if you're here on Saturday night. On Father's Day weekend, you must really want to be here, which means more than likely you are a believer. You are a Christ follower. You have some sort of faith. So I'm going to ask you, and to raise your hand, I don't care who feels like they're put on the spot, I'm going to ask you, how many of you feel like you are a person of faith? Raise your hand. I think it's cool because I think everyone in here can say that we're a person of faith. Now here's the deal. As people, how many of you would say that um, Jehovah God, um, Adonai, there's all kinds of names of God, um, that God is at the center of that. Not, not Mohammed, not Buddha, not somebody like that, but like God and, and, and Jesus. That's, that's what your faith has to do with. Raise your hand. Okay, cool. I figured that too. This right here calls it the most holy faith. See, there's people who are building themselves up in faith but he describes what's called the most holy faith, which I believe is what we just talked about here. In fact, and I've taught this before, the word faith, in the way they use it in the Bible, talking about this kind of faith, is, um, I can't even pronounce the word, but it's like Pisces is the way I always say it. And it literally means this. I'm going to break this down. It literally means a firm conviction or confidence in, in something. That's the word faith. But as it relates to our faith in Jesus Christ, it's a firm confidence or belief or um, foundational thought pattern on three things. I have a firm conviction that God is God and there is no other. Okay? That he is the creator of all things, the sustainer of all things, that he is the giver of life, that he is the one who um, is sovereign and nothing goes against, uh, across the big principal desk in the sky's desk without him knowing it. Is that, the, is that the kind of faith we're talking about? Okay, 
Um, but another thing, there's people that believe that, but they not, may not believe this next thing that the most holy faith is talking about, and that is that Jesus Christ is the son of that God. There's plenty of people who would look to um, um, Adonai, Jehovah God, um, Elohim, and say, yeah, I worship him. But then you start talking about Jesus, and they're like, yeah, that's where I don't, we don't, we're not clicking. They don't believe that Jesus is God, that he's the son of God, that he was both um, God and man. But for us who are talking about a most holy faith, like Judah's talking about, that we believe, we are saying, no, we do believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he was both God and man. He was born of a virgin, that he, the, uh, the, um, the word of God became flesh and made his dwelling among men. We're saying we believe that. Okay, you guys hear what I'm saying? Okay, but there is, a, there is even plenty of people, you guys, that even have that in their faith belt. I believe in Elohim. I believe in Jehovah God. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe that he died on the cross and his blood makes atonement for my sin. And that I have new life. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All the stuff that's centered around our doctrine about Jesus. And when we all raised our hands tonight, I believe that we all believe that. But here's something that's very, very, very common. More common than you know. The third part of that faith, the most holy Pisces, the most holy faith has to do with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. That, the, that Jesus is able to live in our hearts. That's always a weird thing to try to explain to your kids. You know, he, he, he lives in your heart. Have you asked Jesus to come in your heart and your kids are like... But the way that that happens is because when he ascended into heaven... He sent us what Scripture calls the paraclete, the helper, the wonderful counselor, the comforter, the power of God, the Holy Spirit. And that is how Jesus lives in our heart, is by way of the Holy Spirit. Today, I, was, um, I, was, I went with Aiden. Aiden was mowing uh, the Cheney's yard, and they have a, like three and a half acres. And it normally takes about an hour an acre, about three Three and a half hours, okay? Um, and, but we needed to get it done today, so I went to help him. And he has a little John Deere tractor that Aiden uses, and um, it's nice, and it does a really good job, clean job. Um, last week, we were kind of short on time, too, so I went and helped him with a push mower. So Aiden's doing the thing. And I, how did that work out that way? Why well, wasn't I riding and you pushing? <laughs> now that I think about it, that's not the point. But I'm pushing... And Aiden's writing, we got the thing done in about, I don't know, two and a half hours. Well, today, just this past week, um, Jacob's grandfather gave him a mower that was in his yard, had been in his yard for, I mean, uh, in his garage for, I don't know how long. Um, it was his grandpa's mower, but it was in his dad's garage. He's like, we got to get this thing out of here. Why don't you take it? So today, when we went over there, there's this, I guess you would call it a zero turn mower. And I don't remember the brand. And I thought, oh, okay. And he said, now, um, you need to kind of get this thing and, and warm up with it, you know, because it's one of those kinds that you, you do like this. You know what I mean? It's not this. Like on John Deere, it's like this. And I thought, sure, I mean, I'll warm up with it if you want me to. <laughs> Whatever. So I got on. They're like, no, really, you know, like go slow and go kind of warm up. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I hop on that thing. 
They cranked it up. They showed me how to do it. And I just barely did this. And this thing went, whoo! <laughs> you know? I was like, holy cow! So I was like, all of a sudden, I was shaking in my boots. And I went out in the yard. And I am literally... I mean, every, every move I make, I make it, you know. No, every move I made, it was like, boom, boom. Have you ever driven, anybody driven one of those? Dude, it's nuts. It's crazy. And I felt like, and then you, you can also, you turn really quick and you can turn on a dime. You can go, but also you just, you go by pushing this thing forward. And if you want to go backwards, you just pull it backwards. You guys know what I'm talking about? I felt like a Jedi in a pod racer. I was like, <laughs> yes. Somebody give me a lightsaber, you know. It was cool, wasn't it, Aiden? So I'm driving this thing. And uh, man, this thing not only, not only is real sensitive, um, you know, to move, but it will haul. You go, and she goes, and it's actually cutting the grass. I mean, you know, if you go too fast, it won't cut the grass. This thing will cut the grass. All right. This thing would win a pod race. So our mo, and let me tell you, me and Aiden owed, mowed three and a half acres in an hour and 15 minutes. Aiden came around the corner on his side of the field, and I kind of came around mine. He's like, what's left? I was like, are you done? He's like, yep. I was like, I'm done, you know, pretty much. And we're like, we're done, (laughs) you know. And I thought during worship today, I just thought about how what we're used to at best is a normal little John Deere mower. At best. Worst case scenario, ye of little faith, Maybe a push mower. I mean, we're getting some stuff done. It may take longer, but we're kind of getting it done. You guys know what I'm talking about? But today I experienced something I never experienced before. I was was inducted into the Jedi Council. (laughs) I had this power underneath me, and I thought, "Why, why would anybody mow a yard any other way? First of all, it is fun. The whole time I was like, yeah. And Jacob and his dad were looking at me because they were there working on something out there. They're like, are you, are you all right? No, this is awesome. Why would anybody do it any other way? And I thought and during worship, I, for some reason that came to my mind, and I thought that is a picture of what most people are missing in their faith. And we don't have to pick on Baptists. We don't have to pick on this. You know, in this room, I know, I know, um, I know people are here that are Baptist, that are Methodist, that are Church of Christ. In fact, Jacob and Cynthia, uh, well, Jacob in particular, he was raised Church of Christ. Some people are, are Catholic, are raised Catholic. Some people are Pentecostal. My wife was raised Pentecostal. I mean, it's all kind of, it's not a, a non-denominational church. It's more like an interdenominational church. Wouldn't you guys say? It doesn't matter what, what background you come from, there is a truth that goes across the board. Whether you're Pentecostal, or you're Baptist, or you're Catholic, or you're Methodist, or you're Episcopal, whatever. And the truth is, is that if you are someone that would connect with what Jude is saying right here, that we should be built up, not just in faith, but a most holy faith, what we have to recognize is that is a three-part faith, a firm conviction that God is God, Jesus is the Son, and that the Holy Spirit lives in every person that has made a confession of faith, believed in their heart, and confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. There is a power 
that is under us, over us, in us, through us, that we typically don't even acknowledge is there. There are some that would say, the Holy Spirit, that was for a whole different time of life. It was needed back then. There were hoodlums around. I don't know about you, but there's hoodlums around here too. The Holy Spirit of God. Look what it goes on to say, actually. But you, beloved, building yourself on your most holy faith. Some of your versions say building yourself up in the most holy faith. And it goes on to say praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of God. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, right, I mean, as soon as you read that, some people might want to say, yeah, 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 see, the Holy Spirit. Let's go get Pentecostal and we'll start talking about speaking in tongues and we're praying in the Spirit and all that kind of stuff. Listen, that's not even what this is talking about. This is praying with the understanding, the acknowledgement that there is a third part of that most holy faith and that is the Holy Spirit. That there is a power that you are seated on (laughs) or maybe that's seated on you that can get stuff done in your life if you will allow it. If you will Give up your push mower. Not give up your push mower, but upgrade. And maybe some of you have. You upgraded to that John Deere. That's a little riding lawnmower. But I think what God is saying, and this is why I'm bringing this up, is it is time for us to all upgrade to a zero turn. I need to figure out a way to make that work. Hold on. A zero turn mower that can turn on a dime, that can mow at any speed, that makes you, while you're mowing that yard, smile from ear to ear. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if you were able to do what I was doing right there in worship, but this thing was like, there's a picture of faith. Because some of us are, are mowing this faith, mowing this yard, living this life, and we're just ticked of how long it takes. Not only is it a push mower, it's not even self-propelled. I'm pushing this thing. And I'm not happy. That's where a lot of people are. Maybe you're at at that place. And God's saying, I don't even know why you're pushing that thing. You've owned a self, uh, you've owned a zero turn for a long time now. It's just time to use it. You guys hear what I'm saying? It doesn't even matter where you, well, I've been Pentecostal my whole life. I was talking with, who was I talking with? I was talking with, Somebody in here. Y'all, when they came in about um, John the Baptist, it's like, why are they calling John the Baptist? I mean, we know he's baptizing people, but you ever thought about why they called John the Baptist, John the Baptist, but they didn't call Peter, Peter the Pentecostal. You know what I mean? I actually don't know why I brought that up. (laughs) Building yourself up in the most holy faith, and then look at what it says. Keeping yourself in the love of God. Sean's saying all about the love of God. Praising Him and pushing through the pain and letting, letting God do these deep things in you as you praise Him and as you worship Him. I'm telling you, you guys, without an acknowledgement of the Holy Spirit of God, it's just like pushing a mower that's not even self-propelled. Now, some of you in your faith, 
you may feel like that's where you're at. You're just pushing and you're just pushing and you're just pushing and you can't figure out why. You can't figure out why you're bored in, the, in church. It's not because the music's not good, amen? It certainly ain't because the preaching ain't good. Can I get a hanky? It might be time to upgrade in your faith. Maybe you've just had faith. You've just had faith, but it's time to upgrade to a most holy faith. Maybe you've had just enough picture of God and his son Jesus and it's gotten you by and you've been able to mow the yard. But God's got other things for you to do, which is why I went over there to help Aiden. It usually takes him three hours and I usually either sit with him and do something, but I had other things to do. He did too, so I went to help him. And boy, we had some help. God's got other things for you to do. God is saying, listen, I love that this is where you've been. Hebrews 6 talks about the elementary um, things of the Lord. And it actually talks about moving past those elementary things of the faith. God's got other things that he wants to do in you, to accomplish through you. Though he could accomplish them any way he wants, he chooses to use you and me to do those things. And maybe what he's allowed you to do and be in your life thus far has, has been okay. It's worked. It's got the yard mowed with that push mower. But he's like, man, I, just, I got way more yard for you to mow, way more things for you to be and to do. And it is time to upgrade. Amen? And I brought up the keeping yourself in the love of God thing. That's what happens when you go through and you trudge through the Christian life and you're frustrated or you're tired or you're bored or you're whatever, it's hard to be kept in the love of God. Not that he doesn't keep you, but it's hard for you to want to stay there and be there. I'm bored. It's not enough. It's not whatever. And sometimes we even look to things it is it's because the music's not whatever it's not the pre well they don't have the right listen it's never those things if it was those things then the church in china wouldn't be thriving like it was because they ain't got none of this you know what i mean it can't be about that it can't it can't be about that they're keeping themselves in the most building themselves up in the most holy faith praying in the spirit and keeping themselves in the love of god I say all that because inevitably in a crowd this size, there's someone who is really struggling in their faith. Not that they're sinning, not that they're just going off the deep end, but there's this, there's this thing. There's this blockage. There's this boredom. There's this frustration. There's this complacency. There's this lethargic thing. And history has shown if you stay in that place, you'll pull away from the love of God. Not that the love of God goes anywhere, but you'll pull away from the love of God. That's basically like saying, I'll never mow a yard again. Would you stand with me?